Hey, I'm Nick. And I'm Allie. And this is the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. Today we are talking about drumroll. Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. Amongst amongst other things. All the usual suspects. But and also I die of dust. Found out that just by coincidence, we're recording on July 13th. You know what July 13th is, Allie? I definitely do not. Harrison Ford's birthday. Oh. Harrison well, happy Ford. Happy Harrison Ford. Is 81 years old today. Oh my gosh. So I know. Good for him. God Honestly, bless. Honestly, though. So last time around, we were talking Indiana Jones, and we have a joint assignment of watching Dial of Destiny. So that's going to be the first thing on the bookshelf today is the yes. old Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So. Why don't you begin? Where did you see it? When did you see it? Who did you see it with? What snacks were involved? Okay. I saw it on Monday because procrastination sure. okay. was a thing. You did it, though. I did it. That's that's really what matters. Yeah. It was like the situation where we were like, maybe we'll go this weekend. And then we looked at the weekend and we were like, maybe yeah. we'll go on Monday. Yeah. But I went to the AMC Theaters in Olean. Okay. Shout which out. is the theater that I basically always went to when I was growing up if okay. I like, wanted to see a movie. Yeah. That was used the one. used to be Carmike Cinemas back I know. in the day. You That's what that? I remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The seats are a lot cushier now. They I are. Have to say. They're nice. I'm yeah. okay with that. So Caleb and I went to saw it. We didn't eat any snacks during okay. the viewing of the movie. But on the way home, we did devour like almost an entire loaf of French bread. <laughs> just, just like by just a plain. hand, like hunks wow. of French bread. Okay. You're yeah. like a couple of Charles Dickens extras <laughs> driving home. Uh, it adds to the p- appeal of the bread. I have to say to just be like, just I'm a, a street urchin. Just yeah. take a hunk. Yeah. Sure. I actually saw it twice. Because twice, twice. Double because duty. yes, because my son was really excited about seeing it at the drive in. So we went to the drive-in with my brother and my wife and my son, and we watched it, but it was really hard to hear. Um. And my son fell asleep, and I kind of walked away that first time not really being into Dial of Destiny. Okay. But my son really wanted to see it again, so we went to the Spotlight Cinemas, not in Hornell, over in Warsaw. Okay. And we saw it again, and they had a bunch of uh, Indiana Jones swag, and so we got an Indiana Jones popcorn bucket and and a cup with a hat on it. And that's it was fun. it was five bucks to get both of them. So what am I going to resist incredible. a deal like that? So that's how I watched it the second time, and my son did fully stay awake the second Ec- time. That's as good. Did to, I. Good to hear. So let me have it. What did you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I liked it. Did yeah. you? I thought okay. it was a good time. How do you think it sits with the rest of them? Overall, I feel like it it works pretty well with the rest of them. Yeah. I was definitely somewhat concerned about like how are they gonna because i feel like they already kind of did the like years later thing with crystal skull so i was like how is this gonna work exactly Mm -hmm. and it felt a little weird that mutt was just like gone yes totally yeah and marion wasn't there for like most of it 90 percent of it yeah probably more than 90 percent i'd say that's true if you were gonna do the math yeah but but overall i thought it kind of it had the right feeling and I didn't think it like horribly undercut what was done before yeah. or anything like that. And I thought it made enough sense in terms of like the overarching story. Yeah. I still, I think we left it last time that, that both Last Crusade and Crystal Skull had really solid endings. Right. I don't really think Dial of Destiny is a better ending or a better swan song. That's fair. I don't, yeah. I don't think there's anything much new there to talk about. To me, rewatching them again, I do think Crystal Skull fits a little bit better tonally than Dial of Destiny does. It feels like a very different kind of movie, mm-hmm. um, which I think works for the most part. The first time I saw it, I felt bored. 
I don't really know. I guess light spoilers ahead. We'll try to keep huge spoilers at bay, I suppose. But Minimal spoilers. Light spoilers. The whole like him being framed for murder was like an element that I didn't really feel like. Well, and also the fact that I feel necessary. like they actually barely touched on it. And they yeah, were like, oh, like, you're on the run and from then, murder. Like, completely never comes forgot. up again. It's never resolved. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was weird. And I felt like that motorcycle chase was a full half hour. But I guess I was just more into it the second time okay. uh, than the first. How did you feel about new characters? I like new characters for the most Phoebe part. Phoebe Waller-Bridge is yeah. Helena. I thought she was fun. Okay. And I also appreciated her, especially given that Indiana Jones as a franchise kind of has a history of yeah. like underserving its women characters. Yes, it does. Yes. And I was like, yeah, she's she's a lot of fun. So yeah. I feel like that was kind of a nice like little recompense, I guess. One thing, you know, watching it from the lens of today, I, I feel like the Indiana Jones movies are, are pretty terrible when it comes with, to representation all around. It's a very, mm-hmm. you know, it's a pretty white world yes in the indiana jones franchise of course there are exceptions to that i don't think this movie did much to change that no i would agree you know uh so that that's a weird move uh i was shocked that kiu kwan didn't show up i really wanted i I, I thought that would have been fun yeah i would have taken a hastily thrown together cameo and credit (laughs) sequence whatever i just think like wow weird did not do i feel like Especially because they had that other kid who like had kind of yeah. that short round. He had short round energy. Yeah. He did. yeah. I feel like it would have made sense to have some some kind of little tie in. Something. Well, I think you got to be really careful in a movie like this when you tee up something like when they're when they're going to find a boat and Indiana Jones is like, I got an old friend who can help us with this. Uh huh. And it's not short round and it's not anybody from any of the movies. It's no one recognizable. It's just like Antonio Banderas for some reason. And I don't yeah. know why. Which was fun, but I feel like it could have been a good moment for a callback. Yeah, it could have. Or just don't say it. Just don't say it in just that way. Just be like, oh, I yeah. know someone. I probably would have not included Sala. I don't think that that was a really helpful inclusion. It felt like a little more of a cameo, I guess. It because did. he didn't do that much in the story. Right. And it was fun to see him. It was. But it didn't necessarily serve the plot very much, Mm-mm. I guess. Mm-mm. No, and if we're going to do gratuitous cameo, <laughs> Kihu Kwan, that's my request. Can we talk about what happens with the Dial of Destiny? What do you think? I think we can, as long as we be like, spoilers, spoilers. forthcoming. Okay. I think we know that it's kind of a time travel story. I think with that in mind, the time travel element both was underserved and worked better than I thought it was going to work. That's H- fair. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty fair description. I thought the whole stuff with the dial and the time travel was just really confusing. Because yes. it was at first, it was like, is it talking about time travel or is it talking about almost like a like a splitting timelines kind of Loki yes. kind of situation? Because yeah. when they said fissures in time, that was what I thought of at first, yeah. and then they were like, oh, time travel is happening, and I was like, how? Now, did you a little bit think Shia LaBeouf might have walked in the end there? Were you th- were you expecting that in any I w- way? I didn't. It didn't, didn't even didn't cross my mind. Okay. Because we do we do get some resolution for what happens to the Mutt character, and I feel like it does serve the plot. I think I think it explains the estrange- estrangement between Indy and Marion, mm-hmm. and I think some of the changes in Indy you kind of see seeing it a second time. It's actually keyed up earlier than I thought when you pan his um, apartment in the very yeah. beginning. Did you notice? I did notice that. Okay, we have a little folded flag and we have a the picture like of Shia photo. LaBeouf. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's mentioned one other time, but I thought Harrison's word acting surrounding that was really good. Yeah, for sure. 
I thought the Marion scene was great. Mm-hmm. You know, I just wish there had been more of that. But I do, but I was honestly more okay with her showing up in the end than I expected to be. I think I would have been more fine with that whole plot line with their separation, etc. If the exact same thing hadn't happened in The Force Awakens. Because mm. it kind of yeah. just feels like You're another right. Harrison Ford movie where he's old, his child is dead yeah. or in some other way gone, yeah. and he's estranged from his mm. spouse who mm. everyone was very excited to see them to get together. Yes. And so I was just kind of like, same song, second wow, verse. Wow, wow. Good pull, Allie. I didn't think about that at all. Even really some of the lines where she, where he's like, she doesn't want to talk to me. I swear he says the exact same thing <laughs> about might. Leia in The Force he Awakens. Might. And yeah. I was like, come on, yeah. give me a break. Also, the Han and Leia theme, not that dissimilar from the Indy Marion theme. This is true. So there's this a little true. bit there's, of that. There's like, some parallels. Yeah. So honestly, I don't even know which one I was just humming. I don't know if that was Han <laughs> and Leia or if that you. was Marion. My gut is Han and Leia, okay. but I'm not positive on All right. that. You may be right. All totaled, I think the movie was better than I expected it to be. I don't think it was super necessary, but I think, no, I know. I liked it quite a bit. Okay, good, good, good. I liked it quite a bit. I don't know that I could rate them necessarily, and if I did, I don't really know where it would fall. I feel like it's it's weird to rate them when it's like you have three that are clearly the originals. Yeah. A bonus one and then a bonus bonus, bonus one. Bonus. And so it's like even if you really like the Dial of Destiny, yeah. it just feels absurd to rate it higher than like Raiders of the <laughs> yeah. Lost Art. Like I, yeah. it feels like there should be different tiers. I, d- I do feel like you miss a little bit of the Spielberg Lucas magic in mm. there. I mean, I think James Mangold is a good filmmaker and I think the movie is technically well made and a good film. But there's something about that like just old school stardust that I don't think was in this one mm. necessarily. I saw some complaints that it, some complaints that it wasn't puzzly enough and there wasn't enough like classic Indiana Jones figuring things out. And you don't really get that until you get to Archimedes tomb. And then that stuff is fun and you get mm-hmm. it. And I, I, you know, I feel like there's enough of it there, but yeah, I think overall it's a, it's a very serviceable, like good sequel. Yeah. I don't think I would have done it. That's fair. I think you're totally right that it wasn't necessary, but it was like, well, all right, yeah. sure, yeah. we'll take it. Thanks. How did you feel about the 20 minute like de-aged Harrison Ford? Uh, that was probably my least favorite part. Yeah, like it it introduced the villain in a way that I thought was interesting yeah. and important, and gave you time with Baz and you know very like a classicy kind of Indiana Jones sequence. Yeah, but it just kept going, and I was kind of like, are we are we gonna get to old man Harrison? Because yeah. that's what I came here I for. Like, yeah, my wife had a really similar response to that. I had a pretty good time with it. It was it gratuitous. Yes, I think probably it was. <laughs> I think probably it was. Um, and I also feel like if you're going to spend the money to de-age his face, maybe toss a filter on there so he doesn't sound like an 80-year-old man. I feel like maybe they tried, but just not very much. Uh, yeah, because the first time he opens his mouth, I'm like, Ugh, <laughs> that's an old man. Yeah. Because he is, you know? Yeah. But it's, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, it, it had shades to me of... Um, that opening scene in Wonder Woman 1984 when mm. it's just like, again, like 20 minutes of just like young Diana yeah. doing like this yeah. race. They're like, we got to get the no Amazons reason. in here somehow. Let's and then do there's it. like zero tie-in for the yeah. entire rest of the movie. It's not even alluded to. Yeah. But, uh, which I, I will say this was, a, it, it was much more servicing like the plot yeah. here than in Wonder Woman. Put but short round in that scene. Part, you that know what I mean? Like if we're yeah. going to do it, just do it. Like if it's a greatest hits scenario, uh, which this really wasn't, and I was expecting more greatest hits, honestly, of like ghosts of Indy's past. But mm. you know, gotta settle for Sala and Marion. 
I guess. Mm-hmm. I loved the score. And I, I mean, that's pretty, I love all Indiana Jones music. You know, that Temple of Doom theme from the Nintendo game, which is also in the movie, is one that I love. I love the Raiders March. Um, but I thought this actually really stood out to me as a, as a technically, like, well-crafted score. I think mm, awesome. Hel- Helena's theme, I think, is really good. I've listened to it a little bit on Spotify, too. But even, like, while watching it, I like I would like to have this. They're putting out a cool vinyl oh, version of it fun. and I would like to have that. Okay. How do you feel it's about Indiana Jones music overall? I think it's really nice. I'm like not a huge like soundtrack person. Yeah. I feel like we talked about Hillary like just it oh, kind right, of yeah. like just going over her head. Yes. And I feel like sometimes I can be in the same boat where it's like I'm enjoying it at the time but I like couldn't think of the theme. I don't really, have yeah. as distinct of a memory of it yeah. afterward. But I know that like the main like ba 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 like that's just a blast. It and is. I feel like the way that they kind of work that in throughout yeah. is just really good. Yeah, it's sampled quite a lot, but in a way that feels like yeah, you got to have the theme there. Yeah, you know. But I think it's I think it's really good work from John Williams, and I I don't feel like his work on the Star Wars sequels were as good as this. Yeah, I don't think there's any new because I've listened to those soundtracks a million times too. And outside of maybe like Ray's theme or Ray's or, theme does stand out. Yeah. I gotta say, but outside of that, that music is very nothing. And I, but this I feel like really, really did some good stuff here. So this discussion was kind of like our Dial of Destiny to our original That's Indiana true. Jones episode came later, so, yeah. but <laughs> tied everything together. Did people want it? I don't know. <laughs> um, speaking of what people want, we did a poll on our social media. So again, you can follow us at DA how library on Twitter or David a how library on Facebook. We did a poll on favorite Indiana Jones movies. Predictably dial of destiny got nothing, but temple of doom didn't get much love either. That doesn't surprise me. I got to say, no, I know, but I just, there's so much about that movie that I love. Uh, and it was kind of a horse race between Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, Last Crusade. But ultimately, Raiders pulled through as the favorite. See that? I feel like Last Crusade is really, really the one. Are you still sticking with Last Crusade as your favorite? I'm still sticking with Last Crusade as my okay. favorite. Yeah. My son, who's nine, his favorite is firmly the uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh. Nothing really even comes close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think he's been listening to the audiobook of Crystal Skull also, but he really liked Mutt as a character. He liked Indy having a son and he liked, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, And like you said, Crystal Skull is, it does have more of a modern movie kind of feel. So, and if that's more what you're used to, like when you're a younger person, yeah, I feel like that, that definitely has some pull. Yes. I don't think the time traveliness of the end of Dial of Destiny is more outlandish than Crystal Skull or even Raiders of the Lost. Dark. Yeah, I feel like in some ways, like when you think about the other ones, it's really not all that outlandish. I don't think it is. And I th- there's been a lot of chatter I've seen like online about people complaining that it's kind of a jump the shark moment. And I really don't think it is. I don't think it's I don't think it's more than anything. I mean, we saw like, you know, a million year old man in the uh, <laughs> last crusade and people were fine with that. Right. You know, well, I feel like you just have to accept that like every Indiana Jones movie ends with a little bit of a jump the shark moment. Yeah. And that's part of the you appeal. Like to, that's yeah, that's part of what happens. With it. You yeah. just have to roll with it. Uh, I did think about you in, in the movie when he was like, I don't believe in magic, but I've seen things because you called that out last time where yes, it's like, he's like, bro. Exactly. It's like, all right, you've seen literal Nazis dripping all of these things. <laughs> like, Maybe believe. Maybe it's time to believe. Maybe at least consider that this is a possibility. Uh, we keep trying to stop talking about Dial of Destiny, and I keep bringing us back, so apologies. But I do feel like this villain may be the best Indiana I think Jones I would villain. agree. Well, because like, none of the other ones really 
I don't really have a distinct memory of the villain from the first, like the villains from the first three movies. Yeah, it kind of changed. Yeah, yeah. And like the one in Crystal Skull was good, but not as good as yeah as this one. It's just a good plot. It's a long con. You know the yeah. way that it, we see it in the beginning, the way that it comes back. His his plan, like I said, is a good and clever villainous plan. So yeah, yeah I think uh, I think that really stood out to me too. So yeah. I like it. Thumbs up. I like it. I also have to say, as a mathematician, I did appreciate the Archimedes references. That's right. That was kind of fun. That's right. That's your background. Yes. It was like, okay. never have I heard so many people talking about Archimedes, Archimedes. in such yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. And, and the reference yes. to which Archimedes yes. is. Yeah. I was okay. like, all right. So that spoke to you. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, well, let's let's move on to some other things. And we may talk about Dial of Destiny again. It might just If anything come comes up, up we, yeah. we'll have to do it. Um, I saw, I feel like we need to do this more than monthly because I saw so many things, Allie. I'm just going to hit you with them quickly. Okay. Here they are. I watched the Fast and Furious movies five through nine. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That just as a statement. (laughs) Every couple of years, I'm like, I'm going to try a Fast and Furious movie and I typically don't like them, but for whatever reason, I don't know. You know, it just keeps coming back. I was kind of like, let's do it. I really, I liked eight quite a bit. Uh, Nine, not so much, but. Whatever. I watched 65 with Adam Driver, which was a good time. Okay. That's where he's like, tra- he's in Earth's past and he crash lands on Earth and like dinosaurs are coming. And oh, man. A meteor is about to hit Earth. It's a, it's a lot of stuff. Going I like on. Adam Driver. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 I watched A Man Called Otto with uh, Tom Hanks. Not so oh, great. you know, Amanda was telling me about that. Did recently. she like it? Yeah. Okay. She did. Yeah, it's, it was it was fine. I would I would call it fine. And then I watched Fall. Have you heard about Fall? I don't think it's I have. It's where these two like climb a, uh, I don't even know, some kind of like antenna tower that's like, whatever, a huge distance. And then they're trapped at the top of this Ugh. tower. And the movie's just kind of them figuring out how we get to get down. That I, mm, that doesn't two sound tents. very fun to me, two I gotta tents for say. You. Okay. That's probably it for movies wise. You could check all of those out. We have all of them here in the collection. In fact, I checked most of them out. Nice. Um, Flash, I did, I liked. Okay. I liked. All right. It, it, a lot of things people complain about. I'm like, yeah, those are weird choices. There's some like truly terrible CGI in it. And oh the directors kind of come out and said like, yeah, we did that on purpose. But I'm like, did you? Mm. Did you? Or is mm. it just bad? But I really liked Sasha Kyle as Supergirl. I thought she was great. I would love to see more of that character. And I think overall it's, it's a good time. Some good turns that I didn't see coming that I appreciated. You don't care about the DC movies. This is not for you. Not really. I'm afraid. That's all right. That's all right. What did you watch then? Movie wise. All right. Movie wise. I rewatched Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Oh. It was my brother's birthday and this oh was his, my gosh. his birthday pick. That you don't like Fantastic is Beasts? Maybe the most boring movie I've ever seen. Do you like it? I really like it. Oh, well, rewatching I'm, it though. I'm sorry to have insulted you. No, that's in okay. It's okay. I understand why okay. you would feel that way even All though right. I do like the movie. Okay. Rewatching it though, cuz I've seen it. I think this was probably like the third time cuz I watched it in theaters and then I want to say one other time and then this okay. time. And there's like this very strong tonal contrast yes. between like Newt just like running around, making random friends, finding his animals, yeah. and then like this like dark, like yes. Grindelwald obscural stuff. And every time it like cut over to the obscural stuff, I was like, All right, well I guess I'll go get my ice cream yeah. now. Like I'll be I'll be back. They can't decide if they're doing like goofy magic shenanigans or like killing babies. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like the first time I was like, oh, like there's some of both and that's cool. But this time I was like, why? Why can't it just only be Newt yeah. doing Newt I don't, things? Well, I think I think this movie, this series falls into the trap of like them getting way too far ahead of themselves because they announced in the very beginning it was going to be what, five movies or something yeah. like that before they even like test drove one of them. So I think 
I think they had to thread a needle for some big epic conclusion at the yeah. end rather than just like focusing on making a good movie. Well, and like this has again minor spoilers for Fantastic Beasts, but it's okay. been out for years. I, mean, I think so, the writing you know. did that, but yeah. um, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, when it's revealed that the one character is Grindelwald, I feel like that's a big moment where it's like if you don't know the Harry Potter series, that is meaningless to you. Yeah. And like they drop some like newspaper articles at the beginning where it's like Grindelwald is doing all these bad yeah. things, but it's like. It's like you get to the end and you're like, all right, so this one bad guy is just another bad guy yeah. in disguise? Like, I mean, that feels very anticlimactic to me, even knowing what that means. I think it's probably a safe assumption that people watching these movies are familiar with Harry Potter, but I feel like they also had the opportunity to kind of launch a new franchise that's yeah. not so dependent on it. But I, you're right. Like, I can't imagine somebody coming into the world blank being like, let's just watch this new Eddie Redmayne movie, you know? Like, right. I, that wouldn't work. But I mean, say you just watched the Harry Potter movies yeah. and didn't read the books. Would you remember who Grindelwald is? I don't think so. And see, that's exactly yeah. what I mean. Because I feel like a lot of people just stick with the movies. Yeah. And if you're like, hey, a new movie. Yeah. You know, who the heck it's is Grindelwald? Not, it's not a super approachable movie. I feel like one of my, my biggest and maybe also lightest complaints of it is that it's meant to be like, here's the magic world, but in America. And it is the most British movie I've ever seen. <laughs> All the characters are running around like drinking tea and just like calling people non-madge. And it's oh, just like so funny. very British, aggressively British. Well, and it's also funny that it's like, because it like, again, it's like the American magic world, but because it's like mostly framed through Newt's perspective, yeah. it's like there's the two American sisters, yeah. but it's like whenever they're like, well, Ivermorny is clear- clearly a better school than Hogwarts. Yeah. You're like, Psh, no, it yeah, isn't. Right. Like we have no reason to care about this. Even the name of that school is more British than Hogwarts. It doesn't sound very no, American. It doesn't. I don't know what an American school name should be. Yeah. Something really bland yeah. sounding probably. Yeah. But anyway, fantastic beast. I also rewatched Knives Out, which was just okay. as good as I remembered. All right. So that's surprising because I feel like with that kind of movie, once you know the pieces, it wouldn't work as well. See, but yes. you think that, but there, I, I feel like there's enough like hidden details yeah. that you can spot that it's like, I don't know. It kind of feels like you're in on the secret and yeah. you're just kind of like tracing yeah. it. So, and it also been a while since I saw it. So like some of the exactly how things play out yeah. was a little fuzzy. Um, it's a good reminder that Chris Evans is like, a fun and enjoyable actor, <laughs> you know, because Captain America is just played so straight and you don't yes. get a lot of like personality out of him, which like pre Captain America, he was like famously personality, you know, like yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world or even the fantastic four movies or other stuff that he popped right. up and it was like, yeah, Captain America is a very like, it's like a white bread kind of character. <laughs> I was literally going to say you could <laughs> cast a loaf of bread as that character. Like but, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Uh, it's wholesome. And, yeah. um, that's about all yeah. there is to it really yeah well i think he's great in that movie and he wears the heck out of that sweater there's no yes. arguing that oh you my know? goodness <laughs> it is a movie of good sweaters also because anna de yeah. armis's outfits Comfy. throughout mm-hmm. are fantastic but i also rewatched notting hill <laughs> which i just saw ringo star <laughs> <laughs> i watched this with my parents when i was like young enough that i didn't understand that oh, much yeah. of it and I thought it was fun, but this time watching it, I was like, wow, this is so yeah. much funnier than I remembered, which definitely means I'm old enough to understand the jokes now. So, yeah. <laughs> so that was a win. In the end, when he's pretending to be a journalist for what, Horse and Hound? And he's like, yes, does the film horse have any hound. horses in it? Or, or hounds. hounds. <laughs> <laughs> Our readers are equally interested in both. Right? <laughs> so oh, funny. my goodness. So great. That's like peak Hugh Grant. I love peak it. Peak awkward That's Hugh so Grant. Great. It really yes. is. I mean, Julia Roberts great in that as well. Yes. 
And I also rewatched The Librarian's Quest for the Spoon <laughs> because Indiana yeah. Jones did put me in the mood for good, it. Good, so. good. Wait, did you watch any Young Indiana Jones Chronicles? Not yet. Okay. I do intend I to, to but I haven't gotten to it okay. yet. Okay, one of these days. I'll report back when so I So we do. can just extend the Indiana Jones conversation. Just forever. forever <laughs> which is basically, you know, Harrison Ford's plan. So <laughs> that's, uh, that's on point. So yes, that's what I've been watching lately. I actually looked to see where that was streaming. And I think it's on Peacock. I think the okay. librarian movies are on Peacock because my son is still just like in an Indiana Jones movie mood. And I was like, what else is there? Where did I watch it? I think it might be on Amazon Prime, which you don't have to. Do. I don't know because they're my nemesis. So mm. we have the DVDs. I can check out the DVDs. Right. Yeah, but that works. Do you think my son coming off of uh, a Crystal Skull High would like the librarian? I think he probably you think would. get in on it? Okay. Anything else for you movie-wise? Nope, that's it. It's pretty, you that's didn't watch it, not a single Fast and Furious movie. Not a single Fast and like Furious movie. I magically avoided all of them okay. for the last month. Yeah, and, and the last 20 years. And the last 20 years. Prior yes. to that. <laughs> They're objectively bad movies, but something about it is, uh, is kind of enjoyable. Okay. You know? All right. Anyway, I'm not recommending them. I'm just saying. Okay. How about TV shows? What are you watching? Um, still just Superman and Lois. I just finished season three. Oh, man. I just finished season three. And, you know, it was this whole, like, for months, it's been, is it is it canceled? Are they going to renew it? And I was stressing all that before I saw the finale, which is, like, such a cliffhanger. Oh, so no. So had they canceled it, I never would have forgiven them, as I still haven't gotten over the cancellation of Lois and Clark, which ended on a cliffhanger in, like, 1997. That I love remained. Lois and Clark. What a great show. Never been resolved, that cliffhanger. I don't think I got to the ending, though. Yeah. Well, that's fair. It did get a little mushy by the yeah, end, but yeah, gotta regardless. Say. Uh, yeah, I loved Superman and Lois season three. I'm ready for season four. I can't wait to have it. Are you still in season one? Where are you at? Um, we finished season one and have just started season two. Okay. And it's like new drama has been introduced. Yeah. And I'm like, you guys, <laughs> get it together. I know. But I do appreciate that overall, like there's so many movies and TV shows where it's just like, for no reason, these characters can't communicate whatsoever. And that's the entire source <laughs> yeah. of the drama. Yeah. And I feel like Superman and Lois will like faint at that. And then they'll be like, just kidding. Our yeah. characters are going to communicate. Gonna and yeah. I'm like, praise the Lord. Yeah. So. Yeah. So many things. It's just like, pick up a phone. Just text the person and find like, out. So many answer. rom-coms would last like 20 minutes if people if, just like know yeah, how to speak to phone, each other. Yeah, just do phone etiquette. Yeah. If they're in the room with you, just ask the question. Right. But, yeah. It's really it's really easy. Don't okay. make assumptions. Superman and Lois. What else Superman you got? Superman and Lois. I'm re-watching Mrs. Maisel with a couple of my friends okay. who haven't seen it. So right. I'm like seeing the early stuff just after seeing oh. the late stuff. Okay. So it's been kind of fun. All right. The Strange New World, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is back. So uh, I've been watching that. I think that's a train you got to get on. Okay. Because it's pretty standalone and the the episodes are designed, it's episodic, you know, so like every one, you could basically watch any episode. That's kind of pretty good, but it's a really strong cast and I think the writing is just great. So I think with you, because you have like a vague Star Trek history, right? Yeah. You, you like a little Star Trek yeah. in your life. Okay. So I think Strange New Worlds, okay. which we have the DVD. You All can right. watch it here on a disc. <laughs> and then I just finished the first season of Platonic on Apple Plus with um, Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen. Really good. Really hmm. fun. This I didn't realize that there was only 10 episodes or whatever. And so it said season finale. And I was like, no, because this has been like my go-to happy show. Uh, yeah, it, I do hate it when that happens. It's, it's like, why good. isn't there more of fun. this? I want more of it. I know. I also started watching One Day at a Time, which is like, I want to say a 70s Norman Lear sitcom uh, with Valerie Bertinelli, uh, which I'd never seen before. But I just read Valerie Bertinelli's uh, autobiography enough already. And I was like, well, no, I got to go watch that show. That makes sense. So the book was good and the show is good. Excellent. Yeah. What are you reading? So reading wise, I've got a few things going on. Let me, so let me have it. 
Caleb and I are reading Gotti Nine out loud because we've been like working okay. our way through. This is still Sayers, Dorothy Sayers. This Sarah's? is still Dorothy Sayers. Okay. So Gotti Nine, I read this spring, and I was like, "This is so good. You yeah. have to read it. Keep the train rolling. I'm gonna read all the ones that come before out loud with yeah. you, and then this one to make sure that you read it." And Caleb was like, "All right, fair all enough." Right. So, so we finally he's made just, it here. He's rolling bagel dough while you're uh, you're reading. Actually, he started crocheting. I've oh. like transferred some of my crocheting wow. power okay. over to him. Okay. He's like been working on this seal for the last few days. Okay. And it's like seal. A seal. Okay. Like a. Arf, arf. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I didn't think you meant kiss from a rose seal, but uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yes. So there's that. I'm also reading a very large novel called Life and Fate by Vasily Grossman for a book club. Okay. And it's going to take me forever to finish it, but I've just accepted that. We're going to be talking about this book for the next however many bookshelves. I'll try to like only mention it every so often. No, so you do just, you, whatever. Just keep coming back. The people need to know. Yes. So there's that. Okay. Um, I'm also listening to an audiobook called Imogen, Obviously by Becky Albertalli. Okay. I don't know that one. This is a newer one. Um, I feel like it just came out a couple months ago, but it's this character who's like convinced that she's like definitely straight. And she goes to visit her friend at college <laughs> and hangs out with all of her queer Maybe friends. Not. And she's like, wait a second, a am minute. I not okay. actually straight? <laughs> so fun. it's been kind of fun so far. Yeah. It's just the the main character is very like endearing, which I think is really making it work. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, my audiobook at the moment is uh, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, which is, uh, it's ver- he reads it, you know, so he's, oh, uh, there I was. It's very funny. That's funny. Uh, this was one Malik recommended to me. I think he listened to the audiobook and just like raved about it. So huh. my hold finally came in. So I'm reading that. I'm also reading a little manga series called Spy Family. Spy Family. I wonder why you're reading that. Yes, I have so I have a huge stack of them on my desk over here. So excellent, this is a, excellent. This is my next assignment post Indiana Jones. I'm reading Spy Family, and we just got the anime here in as well on Ooh. Blu-ray. So I might watch a little bit of that uh, when the time comes. I would definitely support that. So I'm doing Spy Family, and then I'm reading Indiana Jones and the Sky Pirates by Martin Caden. Oh. So it's good. It's interesting. All right. So far, doesn't feel very Indiana Jonesy. It feels oh. more like they wanted to write a book about. Sky Pirates, but that's okay. I mean, right. I'm liking Sky Pirates. What can you say? Here are some things that I finished. So I worked in elections, so I read like one million graphic novels, and I'm not going to tell you all of them. But I will tell you that I read one called Spider-Man Fake Red by Yusuke Osawa. And this was like manga style, and it was about a kid who found a Spider-Man suit. And Spider-Man is missing, and he ends up sort of doing some low-key Spider-Man things to kind of keep the Spider-Man mythos going. And you see flashbacks to Peter Parker and, you know, I'm not going to tell you how it resolves, but I think it was really well done. I don't think hmm. there's a volume two, but I would read it if there was. Okay. It's a very nicely contained story. So that was really good. I've been reading Superman's Son of Kal-El, which is about uh, John Kent, okay. Superman's son, who becomes the, the mainstream Superman while Superman is like off world. And uh, it's really good. I read the first two volumes. I liked it quite a lot. Volume one's a little more cohesive than volume two, but I'm in for the story. So I need to get volume three now, which is out. I read one that I think that you should read, and it's called Captain Carter by Jamie McKelvey. And it's just a six-issue Captain Carter kind of a what-if story that was uh, really good. So That I does sound it. like something that I want to read. Yeah. Yeah. I read it on the Marvel app. I don't know if it's in print. It probably is. But it was good. It was just sort of like, all right, here's Peggy Carter unfrosted. What are we going to do with her? Excellent. And it was, it was pretty solid. Went in a direction I didn't anticipate. Odd direction, but I liked it anyway. I read one called Extinction by Bradley Summer. This is about basically the Earth is sort of a desolate wasteland and there's a couple of people like still on planet, I don't know, fighting the good fight. And he was 
essentially like a game warden tracking the last known bear, like a black bear. Huh. And he's trying to protect the bear from poachers. And that was it. Huh. So I think it would have been a killer short story. Not a great novel. Mm. But I liked the concept It a does lot. sound like a... A small concept for a whole novel. It was. It really was. And they tried to like bring in some other elements and stuff. It ended well, so that kind of pushed it up a star. But I think I think it being I don't even know if it could sustain a novella, honestly, but a short story I think it would have been okay. killer. You know, in some sort of like post apocalyptic anthology would have done really well. Uh, and that's pretty much it for me. You got anything All else right. going on in the world? Well, Let's see. Just miscellaneous things. Okay. Have we talked on the podcast about the fact that I have five crayfish now? <laughs> no. I don't no. think we. I don't we think we've addressed your this. history of crayfish yes. on house things, but I don't think people know about about the the crayfish. Yeah. How you how you <laughs> extended your family? It's like the the yeah. dial of destiny of crayfish. Yeah, right that's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend is a teacher, and she had some crayfish in her classroom to do science As with. As you do, sure. And she was like, "I can't." have these anymore the school year is ending i happen to know that you once upon a time had a crayfish had a crayfish do you want these just hit us with the name again of your crayfish pinch, pinch. well pinch jr pinch and pinch jr yeah yeah and there yeah. was a whole murder suicide yeah. thing with a frog i, I want to say it was it was tragic right. okay. you can catch the whole story on house things. that's right yeah but so far the crayfish have been mostly there's been minimal tragedy amongst these new crayfish minimal which, but not none they did cannibalize one the first night there Yeesh. were six. Oh my gosh it's okay. possible that he would have died anyway mm. we don't know so it was like a mercy killing you're saying well i mean it's possible that he just was like died because he was so freaked out by the I shock see. and then they were like well we might as well we eat can't him. let it go to waste exactly wow. that's how crayfish it's a real are crayfish eat crayfish world over there <laughs> it, at the it really is <laughs> yowzer okay. so but yeah so we like speed got a tank together okay. and like i like went to the hardware yeah. store and this i was like i need pvc connectors you know for them to like crawl in and you hide you are in. the only person that i've met in my life who has had not one but two crayfish emergencies <laughs> So I don't know how this keeps happening it's, to you, but yeah, it's my destiny. That's all <laughs> I have to say. It's your blessing. It's your curse. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but the guy at the hardware store, when he was like, "Oh, what what project are you working on?" I was like, "Well, I have crayfish, and they need PVC pipes to crawl in." He was huh. like, "I can't help you here. There are the PVC yeah, pipes. They are. Like, have yeah. at it." Yeah, he was going to help you remodel your kitchen. But, I know, but I keep like, crayfish well, alive not today. No. So yes, that's that's mainly what's been going on. Do they have names? They don't have names, partly wow. because. Well, it's and taken a little while. Each other, so. <laughs> well, Caleb is like paranoid that if we name them, that's when a bunch of them will like immediately oh, die. Okay. So we've put it off slightly for that huh. reason. And it's Real also superstitious fella. Yeah, I Caleb. know. Okay. Usually I don't think he is. But in this instance, I'm like, all right. Name that crayfish. They're dead. <laughs> Maybe he secretly named number six and didn't tell you. Maybe. And that one bit it. And he's like, he's well, like, I can't well, do we that can't, again. Yeah, I could okay. see that happening. All right. It's also a little hard to tell which one is which. It's oh. getting easier because okay. they've molted a lot, which yeah. is like when they shed their exoskeleton yeah. and they're like, I'm bigger now. Do you do that thing like parents do with twins where you dress them all the same? Because that could be the problem. <laughs> Really well, they're not really to... wearing any clothing, oh, oh, so okay. all right. I don't know. The I'm gonna etiquette. write this down. I don't know the Dress etiquette. crayfish differently. differently. Yeah, I would. I would but recommend. But there is one that's particularly small that we call the little guy. Yeah. And so we have like little, almost like pet names for them, where okay. we're like, oh, you know, like hello, Mister Big Guy, or that kind of thing. Uh huh. But we have yet to give them like proper okay. names. So this is, it's not like little big guy, and then like, and this one is Michael. There's nothing no, like that. No. Okay. Not like that. Can one be Michael when you get to the names? Maybe. Because I think that would be a we'll great see. crayfish name. It would be name. a good crayfish name. I do like animals and pets named 
like just regular old human names. Like David, yeah. David A. Meow. <laughs> yeah, like David A. Meow. Yeah, or if it you always sounds so dignified when you're like, David, what are you doing? If you had a crayfish named Jeffrey, I think that would be, <laughs> I think that would be beautiful. Especially you know, if it's like a really you. pretentious human name that you might not yes. even use on a human, like Percival. Percival. <laughs> Percival the crayfish. That's a children's book. I think we should co-write oh, it. Oh, man. Okay. So, so far, so good. So Minus far, so good. the one who Minus the first incident. Untimely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I went to a Tori Amos concert. Oh, fine. Yeah. I wasn't intending to go to a Tori Amos concert, but my wife and her sister were going to go, and then her sister threw her back out. And so she asked multiple people, and it, nothing would work out. And so I was like, well, let's do it. I'll go. So I went to Tori Amos knowing nothing about Tori Amos. I've okay. never gone this blind into a concert in my entire life. Oh, my goodness. So it was a cool area. It was Lewiston. It was Art Park up in Lewiston, which is like basically Canada. Uh, so there's a lot of like outdoor parts of it. I've seen some other shows there before. And so we had really good seats. Tori Amos uses multiple pianos. So at oh, like dang. one point she's like, you know, right hand on a keyboard, left hand on like a, a grand piano, just like oh my gosh, playing that's her crazy. heart out. People were very into it. I kind of liked Ocean to Ocean is the tour and Ocean to Ocean is like her new album. Uh-huh. And so she played some cuts off that. And I feel like I kind of liked those better. And my wife was obviously psyched for like the classic stuff. Right. But I was kind of like, yeah, I like this new stuff. And maybe I was the only one. Because usually when you go to a concert and they're like, we're going to play the new stuff. Everybody's like, that's a bathroom break. I know. But well, and it's so weird, I too, because it. it's like you go on tour because you made a new album. Yeah. Like, that's how that happens. Yeah. And then you get to your tour and all of your fans are like, what's this People new stuff? Yeah, we don't hear, want yeah, any of this. Yeah, they want to hear the this. stuff from 1997. So, yeah. I mean, I guess Taylor Swift knows how it's done with just being like overview of all of my I old guess. music yeah so it's pretty good while we were waiting i read alligator loki on the marvel app and that oh. was also a pretty fun time that does sound like a fun yeah time. it was all wordless comics just to you know hijinks comics and it was it was fun i like some good hijinks yeah i do too i do too all right well anything else for the good of the bookshelf i don't think so okay well remember if you're local you can come in and visit the actual but have you tried bookshelf yes. where you can see all of the things that we're watching and reading and talking about. We do have an Indiana Jones theme up right now. And the yes. lower shelf, though, will be all the stuff that we talked about today. Maybe we can it's find in something print form. There won't be live crayfish there, but maybe, maybe we, can crayfish find a, books. we can find a book or something like that. So in two weeks, we're going to be talking about the manga series Spy Family. We'll probably talk a little bit about the anime if mm-hmm. I can get an episode or two in there. And then I'll have to assign Allie something new. Something new. Something new. So we'll see. I've got a few things kicking around in my head. <laughs> okay. Well, well, then I guess that's it. Yeah. We'll close up shop on the But Have You Tried Bookshelf. <laughs> I guess I was waiting for you to say goodbye or something, but it's okay. I'm never really sure what to say, so I'm just kind of like, well, the episode is it's ending. It's over. It's done. Yeah, you just got <laughs> Go home, off, folks. Out the door.